Swiss or Polly, am I really? Hold your head high, let your freaky flag fly, cause your polyamory should be uncensored. Polyamory Uncensored, a podcast where we, your hosts, Lindsay Miller and Katie Williams, interview a poly person each episode and we try to answer the five points of journalism. Who, what, when, where, and why as it pertains to our poly lives. Welcome to episode 85, a very special holiday episode with Megan and a very special musical episode. We are so excited to talk about the good, the bad, the ugly, and the just plain complicated truths about our poly lives. Set to music. Polyamory, the musical. Hello. It's been a minute. Um, if you'd like to introduce yourself again for folks who maybe haven't heard the episode you've been on or who don't remember because it's been over a year now. It's been almost exactly a year. Ooh. I looked back and discovered. Um, so I'm Megan. I was on the podcast about a year ago. And oh my, a lot has changed in that year, which is part of the inspiration for this episode you might recognize my voice from the polyamory uncensored theme song yes. um, which Lindsay asked me to write after hearing uh, one of the songs about polyamory that I wrote and recorded a video uh, and posted on our group Facebook page and I just got to thinking you know one of the most interesting ways to tell the story of the last year as I started putting together all the various songs that I had written is through song. Um, so here we are today in the podcast nook. I got a keyboard. I got my ukulele and we are going to uh, have a little fun and you'll find out probably more about me than you ever wanted to know <laughs> through song. I do want to acknowledge that the other thing that makes this extremely, super, amazingly special is we are here in the podcast nook yes. together in Yay! real life with For a real live guest. In two years, yeah. basically. Yes. Yeah. So, so it's amazing. amazing to be here. And I'm so grateful for science and <laughs> vaccines, vaccines and yes. the fact that we can safely all be here together to hear these fun, fantastic songs. We got a little tiny sneak preview of one song yeah. and... Uh, if you know me in real life, it's possible I've already shared it with you because I'm like, listen to this, isn't this amazing? Isn't this, isn't this amazing? So we've been very excited for yes. this moment to come. All right. Mm -hmm. Well, let's kick things off with a little music. We've got a little little opening number, and this one's more general now. You will be familiar with the melody and chords of this song. My apologies to Dean Martin, but I did wake up in the middle of the night one night, and I couldn't sleep, and I looked out the window, and there was just a huge, bright, full moon. And if, like me, one of your all-time favorite movies is Moonstruck, you think of the Cosmos moon scene and the song that plays during that scene and I was struck by inspiration so this one the words are mine but the tune is not but it's public domain I checked we're good <laughs> excellent good, good job good, good. in Milwaukee where love is queen yes queen when boy meets girl or boy, or he and she and they. 
here's what they say When the moon hits your eye like 15 kinds of pie, that's polyamore. When the world seems to shine like a whole flight of wine, that's polyamore. You might say that's enough today, there's no time to play, I'm just too saturated. Till you seize non-monogamies, opportunities, till your schedule's inflated. When your heart's like a tray at a pasta buffet, that's polyamore. When that sweet sound you heard's a new Netflix password, you're in love. When you kiss one goodbye and the other hello, then signore. Excuse me, but you see, long as it's ethically, that's polyamore. Oh, that is so fun. Oh, I love it. <laughs> so tell us about that. That song? Oh, that's just a little bit more of a general celebration of fun. One of my favorite things to do is every time I hear a really great pop song that I love where it's either about cheating or about loving somebody <laughs> that you can't have, I'm like, well, what if we just what if we just change the narrative of that song a little bit? What if it's, you know, like me and Mrs. Jones, we got a thing going, you know, Mr. Jones says, Hey, have a great time. <laughs> See you tomorrow. <laughs> um, but so then our uh, the next series of songs here um, is really kind of uh, the story of my loves, if you will. Uh, when I was last on the podcast, um, I had recently embraced my bisexuality. And that was at that point really what polyamory was still all about for me. Um, it was a way for, you know, I've, if you don't know me or didn't hear my episode before, um, I am married. I have been married to my husband for almost 17 years, together for almost 22. Um, we have a wonderful marriage, we have two children, and um, he has always known that I liked women, but I wasn't able to really you know, come out as bisexual until recently. To be able to say those words out loud, or really, I mean, pansexual is more accurate now that I know all the terminology. Mm. But um, discovering polyamory came out of falling for a woman very hard. And um, at that point, it was like, this, this, is, this is what we're looking for. Great. We have found a way for us to still be married, still have our relationship with each other. I get to have a relationship with a woman, and this is where it's going to stop, and this is where it's going to end, and he's not Polly, and I have a girlfriend, and this is, this is the bandwidth. Um, and even before that, though, I was still very confused about the way I felt, and the process of us getting together was 
messy, <laughs> if you will. And so there was a lot of time where I was trying to convince myself not to fall in love. And the thing that, you know, I did when I first met my husband 20 years ago, when I start to fall for somebody is I write a song. <laughs> it's just my love language. It's what I do. So I wrote a song for him long, long ago. And I was catching myself writing a song for her. I was just, I think I even mentioned this the last time I was on the podcast. It's like, Megan, you can't do that. You can't write her a song. That means you're falling in love. And so I turned that around a little bit. And uh, as you will see from this song, I tried to talk myself out of writing a song. <laughs> I'm not gonna write her a song. Cause she's the kind of girl who think it's trite and sentimental And I really wouldn't want to get it wrong If I set out to find the words to tell her how I feel I'd just end up with awkward metaphors and trivial cliches The rhyme scheme would be complicated My dream would be obfuscated Into hypercritical self-doubt that lasts for days so I'm not gonna write her a song Cause she's the kind of girl who tell me if she didn't like it And proceed to let me know what she'd prefer So I will send my muse away and packing for the door To save that perfect love song for some other troubadour And instead I'll write a song about the song that I'm not gonna write for her I could write a bridge where I would sing a list of all the things I like about her, but I know that it would just embarrass her and make her feel self-conscious. So I'm not gonna write her a song. Cause she's the kind of girl who wouldn't want a grand romantic gesture Even if the messaging were strong I'd never send her pictures of a sunset on the beach Or show up on her doorstep with a freshly picked bouquet So I'm sure it would not be easy to write lyrics that aren't cheesy Better quit while I'm ahead with nothing more to say because I'm not gonna write her a song Cause she's the kind of girl who doesn't need a sappy melody To understand the things it would infer So though sometimes I'd like to gush I'll keep the mood sardonic This must be how Alanis felt Cause isn't it ironic that I went and wrote a song about the song that I'm not gonna write for her Yes, I went and wrote a song about the song that I'm not gonna write for her So, oh well, I wrote a song That was so fun I love it I love all the self mockery and like the it just it's delightful it's Thank so you. much fun 
also you have mad rhyming skills. Well, <laughs> so yeah, I guess that's that's kind of where we left off a year ago. Um, as we know, we were still in the midst of uber pandemic time. Uh, I wasn't seeing anybody, and through um, the woman that I was dating was how I discovered the polyamory community and Milwaukee, and met all of you and started getting to know people entirely digitally, which was a very, very strange thing. And I'm not normally someone who spends a lot of time looking at social media, but I was so isolated in my life. And I mean, I literally hadn't seen my other friends in that much amount of time. So these new friends who I was meeting and getting to know, I, I felt really just as close to in many ways, even more so because I was discovering this thing about myself. And throughout it all, my husband and I were just continuing to talk and I was really starting to look back on my own relationship life. And you know, most of that has been with my husband, but even in relationships before that and starting to think like, wow, this, this is actually how I've always been. I can't think of a time in my life, even when I was in really good relationships, that I didn't have very strong feelings for someone else. Mm -hmm. And when that was a woman, it was fine because I could talk to my husband about it because he knew that I liked women and understood like, yeah, we, we can talk about this. Of course, you have feelings for someone else. She's a woman and that's different than being with me. When it was a man, I couldn't. And not because I didn't think he would trust me or understand, but because the only narrative we have for that in our society is if you're interested in somebody else, it means that there's a problem with your relationship. Like your marriage must be bad if you are like crushing really hard on this other guy. And I look at my marriage and think, well, no, my marriage is great. I'm, you know, my husband and I are best friends. We're still very much in love. And I would just think, well, then the next step in that narrative is if you're not interested in this person because there's something wrong with your marriage or something missing from your marriage, you're just a terrible person mm. who wants to cheat on your loyal, devoted husband because that and that's all that's all we have to go by. That's yeah. what's normalized. And so I repressed feelings for a very, very long time. And it was in finally discovering that, as I so often say, polyamory is a thing, um, mm. that I look back and I meet all of these other people who have always felt this way. And I think, oh my gosh, I'm not crazy. Like, this is real and it's okay. And it doesn't mean that you're a terrible person. So in learning so much more about it, then I was finally able to really open up to my husband and say, look, this is, this is just how I really feel. And um, I still remember a very intense conversation and it was a good conversation we continue to have very intense and very good conversations all the time like it's a lot of work we're making it work but it's a lot of work mm -hmm. and he just flat out asked me he said are our current boundaries holding you back from the way that you really want to live your life and i trusted him enough to say yes actually and he listened and we started thinking about, okay, well, how are we going to move forward with this? Because by this point, it was getting to where more people were vaccinated. And 
spring was upon us. And that was that time that we all thought that the vaccine really, really worked for like a month. (laughs) And um, there were social events starting to happen. And we were going to be able to meet some of these people in person. And I will still never forget that first party. I described it as it's like I've been binge watching a TV show for the last year. And I just found out all the characters are real. Mm -hmm. And I think I think that's the first time I met either of you in person, actually. I'm probably. Or, no, no, nope, no, there was no, an earlier yeah, time. Oh, I know exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> oh, but no, that was yeah. a long the second time, time before. Yeah. Yes, it was yes. the second time and yes. the first time I had gotten to have more extended um, conversations. So I had told my husband all along, like, look, I'm, I'm open to you dating as well. Like, I want you to have what I have. And the thing that's really interesting is that he does not feel in the same way that I do that he is inherently non-monogamous, but he feels very strongly that there are basically like two things he could have done at this point. And one was to just shut down, turn a blind eye, say, Megan, do what you want. I'll be over here being a monk um, (laughs) and we just won't really talk about it and this will be your thing. And the other was to give it a try (laughs) and Mm -hmm choose polyamory and um there will always be that difference between us i think for me it really is inherent it's the way that i am and the way that i feel um and for him it's a choice but now it's a choice that's working out really well and he's really happy with that and um we have discovered that it gives us the best balance and that we are able to understand each other and communicate much better about it when we are both seeing other partners. And um, it's been a really beautiful thing uh, to experience. Again, lots of work, lots of hard things along the way. Um, But there you have it. So yeah, the last time I was on the podcast, it was very much, oh, my husband's not Polly. And (laughs) hey, guess what? He is now. You pollinated him. No! (laughs) Well, and I think that's one of the things, you point to something really important. I think that the idea that is it a choice, is it not a choice? And much like everything else on the sort of gender and sexuality spectrum, the answer isn't yes or no. It's some people, it's really a core part of who you are. And for some people, there's a lot more elements of choosing. I think there are people who would not be able to be happy choosing it. But I think that most people fall more somewhere in that middle where, you know, okay, I will see what happens if I explore this side of me because this person is really important to me. I'm really drawn to this person. Whatever the reasoning is, like... And that's exactly what it was for my husband. He was like, your happiness is so important to me that... I am going to try this because I think it will strengthen us. I think this is a better choice for us than me choosing to just like ignore it. I think that that he thought that that would create more distance between us and, you know, what we have the way that we have chosen to live has instead strengthened us and brought us closer, which is really amazing. I mean, I think that that's when you are in a long-term nesting relationship. I think it I think it would be an unbelievably challenging thing to make polymono work that way because just the sheer sort of logistics means that the person who's not got the very complicated Google calendar is going to have more of the 
banalities of household life. Well, especially when you have children, like yeah. they end up then, you know, being responsible for most of the child care. And right. that's not fair. And it's not a good family balance. Exactly. Yeah. And mm-hmm. you, resentments sort of pop up and build up. And like it, it the, to keep that dynamic healthy would, I think, be very challenging. Yeah. I'm sure there are people who could pull it off. But mm-hmm. I think when both people have a more complicated life and are going through you know their own journeys but at least journeys that have some superficial resemblance <laughs> then you can maybe you know explore things more and things can feel more reasonably balanced mm-hmm. not yeah, like fair. you know yeah. i have to have a date if you have a date or not like i get to see you know my person or all of my people once a week and you get to see your people once a week and everything always has to be precisely 50-50, but that there is still some better ability to manage and balance and make sure that everybody's needs are being met. Exactly. Absolutely. So then along those lines, we start we start meeting people in person and I um, I always set out like telling myself like i'm i'm not gonna try to date i'm not gonna you know like look for anything i'm i'm good but i'm now in a position where maybe i can just open myself to allowing something to happen if it does and so then we come to my first first date in 20 years (laughs) because um when yeah you are monogamous for that long and there wasn't really a set uh, first date with the woman that was just a little bit yeah that we were friends before and so there was a lot of figuring stuff out um and so i didn't have that experience of just like oh god i'm going on a first date um and then suddenly that was a thing and i was going on, I, as I put it, uh, my first first date since the Bush administration. <laughs> and, <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, so we were, uh, the guy I was going on the date with, we were messaging beforehand, and I said something about being, being just so you know, it's my first first date. I probably even made that exact joke. And he said, don't worry, I'm, I'm bringing cue cards in case you freeze up. Uh-huh. It's like what? Uh, yeah. Well, <laughs> what a good I, idea. <laughs> I thought it was just a joke, but he actually did um, bring blank note cards, and this ended up being. I hesitate to ever like call anything a perfect first date, but it was a perfect first date. Mm-hmm. It was actually a perfect first date. It was like five hours long, and um, so you'll hear many references to it uh, in the song. But we ended up. Uh, we tried to get some sandwiches at Grappies, and they had just closed down the kitchen so we end up just getting cheesecake and a bottle of champagne and it was a beautiful day it was springtime and we took cheesecake and a bottle of champagne off to a little grassy field and realized we didn't have any glasses so we drank this bottle of champagne straight from the bottle and basically have cheesecake for dinner and he pulls out these note cards like he's i'm like you, you actually brought note cards and he said we were each going to write uh, three questions. One on so we had six note cards, and we each had to write. And I think it was something like a sort of standard, like get to know you kind of question, a completely ridiculous question, and a serious question. And um, for my serious question, I wrote um, something like, "What's different about your impression of me from five hours ago?" Because we had literally, I mean, we had just met in person a week before that for the Mm -hmm. first time. And he thought for about two seconds and said, nothing. 
you're exactly who I thought you were. <laughs> and that was my moment. I was just like, okay, fine. <laughs> Last time I tried, not this, this one's just, nope. Zing, arrow through the heart. I'm done. <laughs> Surrender. I guess I'm going home and writing a song tonight. And I did. <laughs> oh, so this is the true story of my first first date since the Bush administration. <laughs> Cheesecake for dinner, stretched on the grass. You didn't mind admitting you had thought about my asking questions written on some note cards you'd brought along. You didn't even get embarrassed when I felt like bursting into song. And then you kissed me by the dumpster with the champagne bottle in my hand. I'm pretty sure the neighbors saw, but I bet they don't understand that everybody's down with it. It's no affair, it's all been planned, and sometimes things just aren't quite what they seem. So let them wonder, so let them stare. So let them gossip all about that girl with rainbow hair who's running round the neighborhood with some other guy. I bet it's what they've always wanted for themselves, but they're afraid to try. And then you kissed me by the dumpster with a champagne bottle in my hand. I'm pretty sure the neighbors saw, but I bet they don't understand that everybody's down with it. It's no affair, it's all been planned, and sometimes things just aren't quite what they seem. I felt like a kid who'd had about eight shots of Southern comfort flipping my lid for a fellow who loves life as much as I do and another pair of eyes that I can spy through. So even if you're tone deaf, sing along because you kissed me by the dumpster with the champagne bottle in my hand. I'm pretty sure the neighbors saw, but I bet they don't understand that everybody's down with it. It's no affair, it's all been and sometimes things just aren't quite what they seem I tell you sometimes things just aren't quite what they seem Oh, fun. <laughs> oh, my God. Love the ass joke. <laughs> that might, that's my favorite part. <laughs> Excellent. And there are some other. The uh, the eight shots of Southern comfort is a story that he told me about his dad punishing him as a teenager by giving him the eight shots of Southern comfort and seeing his life flash before his eyes. Oh, God. And the, the even if you're tone deaf, he claims to be tone deaf. He's not. It turns out I was a little concerned about that. On the first day. I was like, oh, yeah, can I date someone who's tone deaf? But yeah, it's all good. So. And, uh, yeah, I mean, you guys both know him and know that we are kind of like drinking champagne straight from the bottle, eating cheesecake for dinner when we are. That's, that's that a is pretty the way that you look when you are around each other. Yes. <sighs> it's, it's, it's very joyful. And that's, again, something that, like, I have found um, in this last year when you think about time commitment and you think, like, oh, my gosh, what do I have room for? what I have space for and it just doesn't work when you try to plan out what you want and then find the people to fill that in mm -hmm. um it's so much better when you just like say okay well this is a person who I really want in my life and I'm gonna make room for them whatever that takes and we had a conversation I think even on that first date where I said I don't think casual has to mean trivial Mm -hmm. And you can have a relationship where you see somebody once or twice a week and it can be incredibly, you know, emotionally 
deep and stimulating and fulfilling and you can grow and that's been a really beautiful thing to experience um it's been six months now and that feeling that growth when you know there's and i think part of that is like knowing that you're not on the escalator <laughs> you talk about the escalator all the time on here mm -hmm. it's just like okay well there's no where is this going because we're not gonna get married and move in together and have kids together so it can just be what it is and the where it's going can be like getting to know each other better and yeah enjoying yourselves together yeah it's like where do you see this in five years or whatever I'm like i don't know exactly like it is right now it's yeah, great exactly mm -hmm. yeah i think um you point to something important with the sort of idea of um you can't plan out like I have this much time, I want a person to fill, you know, Tuesdays and Thursdays or whatever. Right. Like that's, <laughs> mm -hmm. you know, I, uh, my partner Sandy often will talk about, you know, being polysaturated. She was here, mm -hmm. uh, her first her first episode was about being polysaturated mm -hmm. with, I think at the time she called it like 2.25 partners. Mm -hmm. right. And pretty much every time she says she's polysaturated, <laughs> within the next six weeks, she has a new partner. <laughs> so, you know, to be probably a good idea for her to not announce that with yeah. you know do accelerated <laughs> frequency but it's been great because these delightful relationships fill in gaps you don't even know were there and your life expands or squeezes or moves around to make the relationships that are important to you work and you can't do that in the abstract and you can't do that with a theoretical person you can right. only do that in real life with real negotiating time and energy with the people who you want to do that with right mm -hmm. because you don't know what their lives are like and there are so many factors that you don't think about like whether a person has kids and when they have their kids and where they live and where you live and how right. do you even like you know fit it together and that's going to be different with any person so absolutely mm. absolutely and sometimes you're like wow i sure wish that i could find a way to make that work but the logistics of this person and my life are are impossible so i'm gonna just be like ah you're so pretty but, really nice <laughs> which is lovely exactly like there's nothing wrong with that and you never know what the future might evolve into totally yeah, yeah. absolutely so it was at the beginning uh, a little hard for my husband to watch me have these new feelings for other people and hear me writing songs about them because you know the last time i had written him a song was 20 years ago and so around this time i decided that maybe it was time to write my husband a song again and um this is a really interesting one because parts of this song i had started writing several years ago i had written parts of the melody and i had written it with different words or was writing it in my head with different words and it was about the feeling of being in love with somebody else and not being able to talk about it. And I remember thinking, well, this is turning out to be a pretty good song, but no one's ever going to hear it because mm -hmm. I can't sing this for anybody. And so I never finished it. And when I wanted to write my husband a song, I thought, like, what better way to show how we have evolved than to take this song that I started to be about, like, how I have this feeling that I can't express and turn it into a song about how grateful I am that we can talk about it now. Mm -hmm. So 
This is a song I wrote for my husband. Exactly how our story would unfold And how our course was charted all along We were the ones Who watched the others crawl and stumble Fall and tumble out of love While we stayed strong So how was I to tell you just what I had found When my forest full of trees fell Would you hear it make a sound? Such was the enigma That I seemed to face Would I keep it to myself? Or would I plead my case? could have told me I would have to merely wonder You could have told me I should try to let it go This madness that I felt when faced with everything I thought I wasn't This wild unruly girl who liberates and terrifies me so you could have said my questions had to go unanswered you could have stifled my true voice from being heard i could have let it burn a hole inside me smoldering so deep it had nowhere to go But you loved me enough to give me all the love I thought I'd never know. Days passed me by where I was sure this rabbit hole I'd pulled you down was just too much for us to weather. That if we let our ropes on more a little farther They could still hold fast together Did you really trust me? Could you understand That my heart was meant to wander But I'd never lose your hand You were unafraid to plunge the depths with me stare at the unknown but never lost at sea you could have told me i would have to merely wonder you could have told me i should try to let it go this madness that i felt when faced with everything i thought i wasn't 
This wild, unruly girl who liberates and terrifies me so You could have said my questions had to go unanswered You could have stifled my true voice from being heard I could have let it burn a hole inside me Smoldering so deep it had nowhere to go But he loved me enough to give me all the love I thought I'd never know. That's, That's so, so pretty. Sweet. That's so beautiful. Oh, now that we're all weeping, <laughs> yeah. we're gonna move on to something completely different. <laughs> that was really, really beautiful. Oh, yeah, that was so pretty. Thank you. All right, we're gonna take a little break, and we'll be right back. interested in more polyamory uncensored content you're in luck we just started a blog polyamoryuncensored.wordpress.com we're going to be showcasing stuff like episode breakdowns polyamory and ethical non-monogamy related book reviews and guest posts from authors like you if you'd like to be a guest author contact us at polyamoryuncensored at gmail.com and you might be able to see your work up on our website Again, that's polyamoryuncensored.wordpress.com, and we're going to have some fun, new, poly-related content for you. Thanks. See you there. All right, and we are back with Megan and Polyamory the Musical. All right, so where did we leave off? Well, where we left off is this, so so now this is all my like my my relationships but I realized just a few weeks ago there's another very important nook of poly life um, and it's really that something that I have discovered in the last year is how different friendships with polyamorous people are than um, muggles, as my husband and I now call them. <laughs> because um, people who are polyamorous just seem to be much more loving and open and expressive with each other. And even when that's, you can't see my air quotes, but just friendship, like I, all of these people who I haven't known as long or as intricately as other people in my life, I just feel very close to and much more likely to just hug or snuggle or even smooch and as uh, our friend nicole first coined the term on the podcast smoochy friends like well you know there's uh, we need a song um about smoochy friends and this one uh, the inspiration just hit about two weeks ago so i am excited to say that this is this is really the world premiere of <laughs> The song, nice. and uh, we got a little. If 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 we want this to get musical theatery, uh, this is this is the one. So um, here's a little advice to the rest of the world from the poly community, or even to some of our poly friends. When life gives you lemons, you're told make some lemonade. Keep calm. And carry on, don't let them rain on your parade. Yet somehow you're a slave to the grind. You clench your teeth until you lose your mind. You go out drinking with your friends the night that you get paid. And all of you come 
about how you just can't get laid the dating apps are a wasteland you've checked every profile twice but i've got a solution if you'll just take my advice you could go ahead and fuck your friends go ahead and tell your friends they're sexy as hell the people you hang out with are impossibly attractive intelligent and thoughtful so you might as well go ahead and fuck your friends cause chances are your friends all wanna fuck you too you'll put a smile on your face the world will be a better place if you just go Go ahead and tell your friends they're sexy as hell The people you hang out with are impossibly attractive Intelligent and thoughtful, so you might as well Go ahead and fuck your friends Cause chances are your friends all wanna fuck you too You'll put a smile on your face, the world will be a better place If you just go ahead and fuck your friends Megan, how could I possibly just have sex with my friends? I mean, it would ruin our friendship, right? What if things got weird? What if things got awkward? What if the sex is bad? Well then, my friend, I ask you, don't you think the same thing when you go out with a stranger? I mean, what if the sex is bad? And what if that stranger turns out to be a vacuous idiot? Then you had bad sex with a vacuous idiot. Whereas with your friends, I mean, at least you had sex, bad sex, albeit, with a really cool person. <laughs> oh, but there are plenty of fish in the sea, you say. Are there though? Let's scroll through the fertile ground that is tender. Fish in the sea, like this guy in the Gun Lovers for Jesus t-shirt. Fish in the sea, like this woman who lists among her primary hobbies, unboxing cosmetics on YouTube. Sounds hot. Plenty of fish in the sea. But did you ever stop to think, maybe you've already picked the best ones for your own aquarium. So why not go ahead and fuck your friends? Go ahead and tell your friends they're sexy as hell The people you hang out with are impossibly attractive Intelligent and thoughtful so you might as well Go ahead, fuck your friends Cause chances are your friends all wanna fuck you too You'll put a smile on your face, the world will be a better place So if you wanna be my lover you probably ought to be my friend You could pick up a pace Cause there's a time and a place To get by with a little help From your friends So let's just cut right to the chase You'll save the whole darn human race If you keep smiling Keep shining Knowing you can always count on me For sure So go 
won't be mad about it. Oh my god, I love this song so much. I have to have a clip that's just this song. Like, I don't know I if can you do can that. do that, but uh, yes, sure please. I can do that. <laughs> this is amazing and delightful and gorgeous and funny and you know, just like all of our sexy as hell friends. Like, right. yeah. Yeah. It's just like, oh, what what why, why would you try to meet strangers at this point? <laughs> anyway. It is my go-to advice. I often say that. And then I'm like, I don't, I am not a normal person. My friends aren't normal people. Maybe this is bad <laughs> advice. But I'm like, I don't care. It's the advice that I have. In fact, fuck your friends. So that's yeah, what you do. I mean, the that's answer what to what if it gets awkward is like, we're awkward as hell already. Yeah. Like, how much more awkward <laughs> right. can it get? It's oh, only no, weird I guess we have to have a conversation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Perhaps we need to, like, clarify expectations. <laughs> huh. Oh, no. We're not used to talking at all. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think it kind of goes like, well, that was fun. I don't know if it'll work to do it again, but maybe we'll see. Or maybe like, hey, that was amazing. And can we do that again really soon? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you never know until you try. Absolutely. No. And sometimes try twice. <laughs> <laughs> right. If at I first mean, you don't succeed. Yeah. <laughs> don't be a queer weirdo stalker about it. But yeah. Oh. Oh. Well, I will uh, finish the the main part here by coming back to the song that kind of started it all um, with the podcast. And that was when um, I just started really looking again at like all the best love songs that are out there. And so often they're just about, you're the one, you're the one, you're my soulmate. And like, there's really, there aren't any good like polyamorous love songs so uh, I'd wanted to write one for a long time and I didn't quite have the inspiration and I was listening to some Carol King one of your favorites Lindsay mm-hmm. one day and I just thought oh this is this is this is like a Carol King style song I got this so um, and there is a little story behind it to um, the in in the chorus uh, I ask is there a line between the sea and the sky and does it matter if you swim or you fly because it's all just blue and that was inspired by a day that I was um, down by Lake Michigan uh, in Bayview and just it's one of those days when the lake just kind of blended into the sky and I thought oh I could just like swim in the sky today or like fly in the water and I, I just started thinking about that in relation to love it's like well you don't you don't have to fly up here and you don't have to swim down here it's just it's all kind of a mix it's it's all just blue so this is just blue yeah that sounds right for the piano here we go the flamingos told me that i would only have eyes for you said I'll always be true The radio seemed to say A solitary soulmate would come my way Elton John said I can tell everybody that this is your song If I heard that as a plural possessive one that be so wrong The love song said that it couldn't be There was a singular someone who was meant for me But what if a one turned out to be two Would you question everything that you ever thought to be true 
Is there a line between the sea and the sky? And does it matter if you swim or you fly? Because you look at it with an extraordinary eye. And it's all just blue. Cause with a little rearranging You might find there's more space than we thought They asked me how do you make love stay I said perhaps you need to look at it a different way If you never lift your eyes from the world That's in front of your face the deepest oceans and the farthest reaches of outer space You might think that you can't breathe there But it's not because of any lack of air So what if the one turned out to be two? Would you question everything that you have thought to be true? Is there a line between the sea and the sky? And does it matter if you swim or you fly? Cause when you look at it with an extraordinary eye It's all just blue So here's to the one I fell in love with from the start And here's to the ones who reinvented my heart And here's to the ones with so much to give That it won't fit into love songs So what if your one turns out to be two Or three or four or even more than you ever thought could be true is there a line between the sea and the sky? And does it matter if you swim or you fly? And do you even need to ask yourself why? Because you'll never know unless you just try. So take a look at it with an extraordinary eye. Cause it's all just blue. Oh, that's such a beautiful song. Beautiful. Thank you. Love that one. Yeah, absolutely. It makes me happy. <laughs> and it was funny because it was um, at the last minute when I was writing that song, I changed the final chorus instead of just what if the one turns out to be two to add the or three or four or even more than you ever thought could be true. And I thought at the time, like, I'll never have three partners. <laughs> <laughs> Surprise. So I'm glad I added that into the song. Yeah. <laughs> nice that you kept it open-ended yeah mm -hmm. as everything mm -hmm. indeed 
Oh. Yeah, absolutely a beautiful song. Always enjoy hearing you singing it. Oh, thank you so much. It's been so wonderful being here today. And since it's December and since it's the holidays, we got to close with a little bit of a holiday number. So this one, Excellent. this one, there's not, not too much has changed, but it basically wrote itself. It's like, well, what is the most obvious polyamorous twist on a holiday song? And we're going to go back to the ukulele for this one. So I think. We'll probably be able to join in on this one pretty easily. Have a polly jolly Christmas. It's the best time of the year. I don't know if there'll be snow, but have compersive cheer. Have a polly jolly Christmas. And when you walk down the street, say hello to friends you know and date them if they're sweet. Oh, ho, the mistletoe hung where you can see. Somebody waits for you. Kiss her once, then me. <laughs> Have a holly jolly Christmas. Have rather cis, gay, trans, or queer. Oh my golly, have a Polly Jolly Christmas this year. I need some jingle bells around here. <laughs> have a Polly Jolly Christmas. It's the best time of the year. I don't know if there'll be snow, but have compersive cheer. Have a Polly Jolly Christmas. And when you walk down the streets, say hello to friends you know and date them if they're sweet oh ho the mistletoe hung where you can see somebody waits for you kiss her once then me have a polly jolly christmas whether cis gay trans or queer oh my golly have a polly jolly christmas this so fun these are just fantastic all right so let's hope so let's hope some broadway producers are out there listening today, <laughs> right? and we'll all get to quit our day job full chorus tap dancers on fuck your friends it'd be great oh my god yeah they need tap dancers right definitely tap dancers and Minimum. any other kind of dancers like <laughs> all the different kinds of dancers oh yeah just so fun thank you do you have like, are these available on YouTube? Can we point oh, people somewhere to you know, there's, have them well, as individual I'm a, pieces? I, I am a teacher, so there's <laughs> so a no. certain lack of publicity that, that I can have fair, my songs. This is why I don't fair. have a TikTok. I've yeah. had people say like, oh, you gotta put these on TikTok. I was like, do you know how many of my students are on TikTok? Fair. Um, yeah. And while I am quite publicly out in general to most of the people I know. Oh, that's a nice follow-up actually to the last time I was on the podcast. Um, I think uh, when we talked about poly goals, uh, that was like being out for me. And I think I even said specifically, like, I'm going to take my girlfriend to uh, my husband's concert mm -hmm. and introduce her as uh, my girlfriend. So so not only did I do that um, a couple of months ago, but I took my other partner the next night. So I was like, yes, oh, wow. overachieving my poly goals. <laughs> Way to go. So 2021 I used to go to the poly year. I know. I used to go to his concerts alone. And now I have like too many dates to choose from. It's great. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> poly problems. Yep. Indeed. Indeed. <laughs> so yeah, uh, within the poly community, these videos uh, can be uh, pretty easy to find. So we'll we'll mm -hmm. continue to work on putting that out there. But yes. there's a certain amount of my my uh, 
daily life that's not quite, not quite ready for this. It's just so much fun. I want to listen to them all the time. Uh, and I might not want to listen to the whole podcast over and over. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, you know. Well, well maybe maybe there will be an album forthcoming. Which mm-hmm. we'll oh, see. my God. That, that would be, be so, so fun. fun. And we, mm-hmm. uh, maybe a live performance somewhere someday. Oh, that would be yes. awesome, too. Yay. We've still never done a live podcast. We got to do that. That is That would be cool. We yeah. Together. If we do that, then I think we need to close it out with Fuck Your Friends. <laughs> yes. uh, absolutely. <laughs> not if. When. When, when we do that, that would be a nice send off for everybody. Right? Exactly. There with your friends. It's like, oh, we were, we, like, were, we just did well, hey, a challenge. Well, what do you think? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How about you? Are you in? <laughs> Let's make it happen. Yeah, I, I think that is definitely a poly goals for 2022. Yes. <laughs> yes. I will. Uh, the, the gears are already moving. So, yes. Yeah, so <laughs> we'll I still have out. the t shirt that I did not, or the tank top that I did not get to wear to Mexico. Right. Yes. Yes. I did. I, I represented in Mexico. We, I just got back from Mexico at uh, the uh, Swings That Takes Desire. Uh, Cooper and Dylan have been on the show before. And yeah, they all they all go to, to Mexico once a year. They skipped last year. And I was going to go last year. Didn't get to do that. Um, it was wonderful. Uh, and I definitely got to talk up the podcast a little bit. And I was on their live podcast recording. So eventually that will be published. And uh, that'll be out there. And that was wonderful. But yeah, I got to hand out some cards. I already have actually like two or three people who want to be on the podcast from Mexico. So that was that was also Amazing. really cool. Yeah, oh, some people no. from Chicago, from New York, from uh, Georgia. Like, so we're spreading, Georgia spreading the word. I'm yeah. excited about that. <laughs> and, and what is this tank top that you're to which you're both referring? Oh, I just got um, uh, us matching polyamory and censored tank Aww. tops. Yes, We so. had the <laughs> plan back before COVID before that COVID, we would yeah. go and we would do some live poly... Polyamory Uncensored um, podcast recordings down there. And in a delightful fit of optimism and generosity, (laughs) Lindsay got us both these gorgeous tank tops. And I've never had the right opportunity to wear mine. And I'm kind of sad about that. But I was not able to go to Mexico this year. And we'll see, perhaps one day in the future. But yeah. And I wear mine to work all the time. So, like, yeah. I, I'm getting more than we enough. Have we have different so, kinds yes. of jobs. We have very different <laughs> jobs, yes. I, I don't think I could wear mine to work. Maybe yeah. under a suit. Under a shirt, yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, this was so much fun. I'm so, 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 so glad we did yeah, that. Thank you so much. I had a blast. And thank, thank you for you. having this idea. Like, what a, like, I've, I would never think to have, like, a musical episode, and I'm, I love, even though I love musicals so much it never even occurred to me and there are even of my favorite TV shows you know like Buffy had a musical episode and I was like why didn't I think of this? <laughs> How fucking amazing. Yes. That's why we have all these amazing friends and other people mm-hmm. in our universe. Give to us like, good ideas. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> to build off of our ideas and catalyze more ideas and well, I am yeah. honored to be the first ever polyamory uncensored musical episode. So thank you. Mm. Yeah, I think we probably need to make a tradition. Oh yes, mm. Christmas. Oh gosh, I better write more songs. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you go ahead and fuck your friends, yeah. they yeah. may inspire more songwriting. Yeah. Yes, they will. Yes, <laughs> every new person is a I know, new I'm opportunity. I'm really saturated yeah. now. So, you know, <laughs> don't be very songs. careful <laughs> saying that. Yeah, it's know, dangerous. <laughs> well, and for all of you listening, if you're listening when we publish this episode. Uh, have a happy holidays. Have a happy poly days. <laughs> um, is there one more piece of very exciting news that we want to add into this, Lindsay? 
Um, I mean, yes. Um, (laughs) um, I am. I I mean, we've 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 talked about it a bit on the show, but I'm having a book published with uh, Cooper Beckett, who I mentioned previously. And uh, we're doing a a, it's basically a a pegging 101 book. It's just called The Pegging Book. And that doesn't have anything to do with polyamory. So it's kind of weird. Like, but um, But I bet more polyamorous people are into pegging than standard issue. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And I, I mean, people know I'm a sexual educator by day and so pegging was something that I've done um, pegging was something I've done that's odd <laughs> I think that's a, a way, lot of people are going to really weird way to enjoy this. thinking yes, about that no. pegging is something I have taught at, at the tool shed many times and for multiple years with Cooper uh, and so we finally decided to write a book together and we have finished that book and it has been picked up by a publisher and Tristan Taramino is writing a forward for it so I don't know actually how much I can talk about it I think that's about as much as I can talk about it but um, it is is like really coming together and uh, we're going to be publishing it in 2022 and releasing it and you will definitely hear more about it I'm sure because I'm very excited but yes so it's in the beginning stages of, of actually getting Something there. Something tells me there's going to be a pegging song at the release party. Ooh. Oh okay. yes, yes that sounds fantastic. <laughs> Just saying. I feel yeah. like there's a lot of good puns that you could work oh, into 100%. that. So many puns yes. uh, like peg rhymes with so many things it where does. I, I, oh this is I'm um, I have homework to do. Yeah. 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 This is, this is really your mission. Work on. Okay. It's, it's on. It's on. Pegging song. It's coming. Yeah. I, you know, I just felt like this was such an exciting piece of news for you and, you know, the work that you do in all these spaces and expanding that. It's exciting. And it, I it is really wanted exciting. to get yeah. to share that with fun. our listeners as yeah. well. So Ooh. go ahead and peg your friends. <laughs> <laughs> But read the book first. Yeah. So right. you know read how. the book, you know yeah. how, yes. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, thank you again, Megan. Thank you. And that is it from us at Polyamory Uncensored. We have been Lindsay Miller. And Katie Williams. We'd like to thank podcast husband Rob for being our sound engineer. And thank you, Lindsay, for editing this podcast so that we sound smart. You can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Polyamory Uncensored. Contact us at polyamoryuncensored at gmail.com if you have a listener question or a comment. And if you'd like to support us at all, you can send us a monthly contribution at anchor.fm slash polyamoryuncensored and simply click on the support this podcast button. If you'd like to support the podcast with a one-time contribution, we've set up a PayPal link to make it super easy. Thank you for your support in any amount at paypal.me slash polyamoryuncensored. We hope you've enjoyed this episode and remember, we love you. Bye. Bye.